And uh, as we mentioned, uh, Trav, um, Awa Mabil has done beautifully in Denmark, plays for a club called uh, Midgeland. Uh, he's, uh, they're four points FC clear. FC Midgeland. Okay, that, that too. Four points clear entering the winter break. Uh, they are having a bit of break, and he's here in Adelaide. Uh, let's have a chat to him now. Awa, welcome back to Adelaide, mate. Are you there, Awa? Oh, we'll try and get it back on the phone there. Uh, oh, here we go. Awa, sorry, buddy. Uh, wrong button. Are you there, mate? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, good on you, mate. Uh, uh, welcome back and Merry Christmas, mate. What's it like being back home? Yeah, it's always nice to come home and you know, to see familiar faces and, of course, the family, the friends, and the weather is not so fun, but um, it's okay. <laughs> Would you rather this weather or what it's like in Denmark right now? I think um, I think I like Denmark because it's not too warm. You know, now it's winter there, so you can stay inside. Turn the the heat up, and um, it's a little bit more cold. No, it's it. Hey, well, you've been overseas now for uh, for a few years. Uh, you spent only two years with Adelaide United. How did you find that transition going overseas to a to a brand new foreign environment? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, I spent a bit in Adelaide, and um, I was getting very comfortable in Adelaide. And you know, I don't think Seb Gombau was, was you know one of the best times I've had in my, my career so far because you know the environment was was amazing and mm. just the guidance of um, of the boys and also just uh, you know everything easy for me to, to to become myself and to you know to try to develop every day. And then when I went overseas, you know, it was it was almost like you have to start from the beginning again. Yeah. Um, you know, I went there, I thought, okay, I'm going to play straight away. But, you know, I was shocked because I didn't play as much as I would like. But then I realized, you know, what I went through there has is, is made, made me strong uh, mentally and, uh, you know, made me more smart as a player to adapt to a new, um, new, new environment. So it was tough at the start. Now it's slowly starting to look good. <laughs> That's it. That's it. The, the first two years, well, your, your two years as a professional with Adelaide United, did the, do you think that really set you up? And, mm-hmm. and were you prepared, I guess, mentally for, or did you have any expectation? You spoke briefly about uh, you're expected to play when you went over there, but did, uh, did playing as a professional mm-hmm. in, in Adelaide uh, set you up? It did. It did in a way, but... It also, you know, it made me realize, okay, if you want to take that next step, where in Euro football is everything, you know. Um, so if you're not winning games, you know, the club is in trouble because relegation, whatever it might be. So that I didn't understand. And that's why I said before, I was a little bit comfortable in Australia because, you know, I'm playing in front of my family, playing in Australia, you know. Um, and when I went over there, it was like a shock. But also, you know, I've been set up here in Australia the, the, the two years that I spent in Adelaide set me up in a, in a sense of, you know, I got a lot of first team football uh, at a young age. But um, when I went over there, it was more the mental part that, um, that I had to work with. As they, everything else was, was okay, but the mental part in, in dealing with, you know, disappointments there and mm-hmm. not playing, sometimes being, you know, in stand and things like that uh, was what. I've never dealt with in Adelaide mm. in, in a sense of, um, yeah, because I was comfortable. I can come home here, 
after trailing from disappointment, not in the starting eleven, I become a part of the team. Uh, I can come home to my family and everything's okay. But over there, you know, the reason I'm there is to play football. Yeah, so, must be tough though. I was thinking about it the whole time. Yeah, so mentally was 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 the next step. But yeah. And like, I mean, we know that uh, you, you know you spent your time here with Adelaide United. Uh, did you watch Travis Stott, who's sitting right opposite me, play did, when you used to go to the games? Did you? Who do you base your game on? Like, who? Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. I, I actually, I actually have a story because I think it was in two thousand and seven. Uh oh. Uh oh. I was. Because uh, oh. I was, I was, I was new. I was new to um to Australia. I think it was just been here for one year. And like United did a refugee thing where they had Travis Dodd, Scott Jamison. Those were the big players that I knew from back then. Um, and then I, I think they had a few other players at, um, at Parry Hills. And they were hosting something for the refugees. And then um, I went there. And at that time, I was playing for St. Augustine, which Travis Dodd actually played for yes, uh, when he was club. younger, I think. Um, and, then, and then I told him, I told Travis uh, that I played for St. Augustine. And then he gave me a gave me a jacket, a United jacket, um, and and you know I have a photo somewhere in my old computer safe. Of <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And you know, it, it, yeah, it meant, it meant it meant a lot to me. Uh, I don't know if you remember that, but I think. If, Oh, he'd, yeah. re- he'd remember that. He doesn't give too many things away. Inspiring young footballers. And that's it. Just uh, AWR talking about uh, refugee clinics and that kind of stuff. You've got a, a great uh, charity going on called Barefoot to Boots. Uh, tell us a bit about that and mm. how that how that all became a bit, uh, come about. Yeah, like like for me, you know, being a good person or being you know sticking to the human values is the most important for me. Um, and you know, I'd be lucky enough to to represent uh, the refugees, or you know, I, I think the less fortunate who don't have a big um, resources. And I've been blessed with football. So when I went back uh, to to the refugee camp where I was born, I I looked around and the kids were playing without without football boots. Um, mm. And you know, here Travis will know also Nike or Adidas, whatever your sponsor by sending maybe eight pairs of boots a season or yeah. whatever it might be. Um, so I was like, okay, when I go back to Australia, I'll have my teammates if they can collect all their boots and at the end of the season they give to me and I'll take them. So that was how it started. And uh, from there, it's just, you know, been, been amazing, bigger and bigger and bigger. And now we're helping schools. Um, we're helping uh, hospitals. So that's, that's how it started, just by trying to give back in the sense of, you know, just keeping their feet protected. That was how it started. That's uh, and then you, yeah. you start to realize that. It's, you know, so yeah. it's amazing what the foundation is doing, and it goes beyond, as you said, uh, beyond football. Uh, looking at health and, and education, and, and how the how you can contribute to the community there. I was having a look at the website before Awa. Uh, yeah. It said that so far you've donated mm-hmm. two thousand kilos of boots and uniforms. Now, what does that equate to in, 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 <laughs> That's pairs, of, in pairs of boots and, and uniforms? Do you, do you have any idea on what that works out to be roughly? No, no idea. But, you know, you're saying that, that yeah, that makes me think that's a lot, a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, especially with the boots. Uh, they're yeah. pretty light these days. <laughs> I reckon. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, that's, I, that's a lot of fans of Hey, Ayway, just before we uh, let you go, do you sometimes have to pinch yourself to see how far you've come in a matter of a few years? You're now playing professionally overseas. You're part of the Socceroos lineup. Uh, I mean, they've got this uh, massive uh, um, tournament in South America coming up uh, next year. Do you have to pinch yourself sometimes? Yeah, sometimes, you know, I just think it's part of life. You know, we we all have our journeys, and that's what makes it uh, amazing, you know. And and for me, I just put my head down and work hard, and, and of course, don't uh, don't don't get ahead of myself if if I start to get some success. Because I think you know, failing is is, is actually or failing our own two obstacles is actually what makes us um, who we are as people or in your career. You know, so every time I I succeed, you know, I always look back at the time where I failed. So. Uh, and equal them because they're, they're pretty much the same. Because if I didn't have that failure, I would not, I would not see the lesson in it, you know. So, yeah, I, I do pinch myself, and I'm very thankful. And every day, I'm very thankful for for having an opportunity to play professional football and represent my country. Of course, it's a big pleasure. Yeah, fantastic, and it is a big pleasure. And everyone has pleasure watching you. I'm sure coaches over the years who coach you as juniors, they must look at you and think, uh, you know, they're very proud of you, and uh, they have something to do with uh, at least uh, you being a professional footballer and you are representing South Australia, so no pressure, but uh, good luck, mate, playing for the Socceroos and, of of course, back in uh, Denmark. When are you going back, by the way? I leave on the 5th, so around two weeks from now. All right. Well, you enjoy your Christmas with your family and uh, good luck uh, with your club and for the future as well, Awa. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Thanks a lot. Thank you.